as we've invited uh, several times already in the mornings, I'd like to invite at the beginning of the session a bringing to attention of one's uh, intention. And we can understand intention um, in two ways they can be useful. One is as our deeper aspiration for our practice and to bring that uh, to mind at the beginning of a session can be very, very helpful. And in many traditions that's done. Could be just to remember one's intention to freedom or to healing, whatever language we use. And personally, I bring that larger intention into my practice uh, four times a day, including at home. And uh, usually do it uh, before breakfast in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. And it can be a thread which helps uh, connect our practice throughout the day. And it can also be be useful in setting intentions for a session, also to have a more specific intention. We might have, if this resonates with you, invoke that larger intention, and then invite a more specific intention which can be more Uh, spontaneously arising. It might be, I will just be present with whatever happens. Or, let me be with the mystery this session. Can be uh, helpful for those of us who are overly concerned with results. or just might be, I will be as present as possible, or whatever it is, and we can, and that can be like using one's own intuitive wisdom as a guide. So I'll invite that now just for a short time if that, if that feels like uh, a useful part of your own practice. And then for the morning instructions, I want to bring in some further areas for our practice, some further areas uh, for the instructions, some on (coughs) 
the, the theme of Vedana or feeling tone, and then also some starting to go into mindfulness of uh, thoughts and emotions, which is part of the third foundation of mindfulness. So first, in relation to Vedana, uh, a short poem by Rilke, by the poet Rilke. You who let yourselves feel, enter the breathing that is more than your own. Let it brush your cheeks as it divides and rejoins behind you. Blessed ones, whole ones, you where the heart begins. You are the bow that shoots the arrows and you are the target. Fear not the pain. Let its weight fall back into the earth for heavy are the mountains, heavy the seas. The trees you planted in childhood have grown too heavy. You cannot bring them along. Give yourselves to the air, to what you cannot hold. And then the invitation in relation to Vedana practice, uh, practice with feeling tone. is to work with maybe one or two ways of uh, practicing with feeling tone. One would be if there is a <coughs> strong, pleasant or unpleasant feeling tone, be aware of that. It may be present just for a short time and note it. See what it's like. If it stays for a while, let it be the primary object of your mindfulness. Explore what it's like in the body, the mind, the heart. Notice how it changes. Notice how the pleasant feeling tone may give rise to thoughts, how they may give rise to other thoughts, other emotions. Notice how there may be reactivity developing. You might also, during a stretch of time, when there aren't any strong, pleasant or unpleasant experiences, spend a little bit of time being with neutral. And just say, what is neutral feeling tone like? Just take a few minutes perhaps. A large part of our practice is to notice both the personal and the more universal patterns of how one mind state leads to another, how feeling tone 
can trigger thoughts, emotions, memories, and so forth. And so I also want to give this morning um, instructions on thoughts and emotions, which are again part of the third foundation of mindfulness, which we'll be exploring further in the next few days. Most of you have had the instructions on practicing with thoughts and emotions probably many, many times. So I'll keep them simple. we can start tracking more carefully the presence of thoughts and emotions. One way to support that tracking is to use a fairly uh, short list of labels. And so we might have a label for different kinds of thinking planning, remembering, fantasizing, imagining. We might also have a label for the more personal um, interests into which we may often go. It might be relationship or um, could be something happening at the retreat that is repetitive. And you can just give that a very simple label. And what we're doing in a way is we're programming our radar to be able to track the thoughts and be able to see them more at their origins or closer to their origins and less 10 minutes uh, after their origins when we've gone somewhere for a while. And so you could give a label for the main repetitive thoughts. Could be, you know, the top four or five, if if that seems helpful. And typically when we're mindful of thoughts, they will will end. It's not always the case when there are emotions present, as we know. And we can also have a short list of labels for emotions. Anger, irritation, contentment, joy, sadness, and so forth. And again, when an emotion comes through quickly, just to name it can be helpful. And then typically with the thoughts and the emotions, when they are short-lived, we would go back to the primary object. Often when there are emotions, and of course the emotions could be linked with uh, thoughts, they may last a while more. They may, there may be some sadness that seems to be there for a while or a joy that could be there for a while. And if the emotion becomes predominant and lasts for a while, we would make that the primary object and treat it just like the breath. Be with that when the mind wanders, come back to that until it's no longer predominant. And we could also 
with the emotion, let's say there's sadness, we can be with it in a way in which we sometimes may be aware of what it's like in the body. We can note that there might be a storyline, a narrative at times. We can feel the emotional energy. Sometimes when we're mindful of emotions, it can help actually just to almost like change the channel, body, thinking aspect and so forth with an emotion that's lost for a while. Not to have that be too active, but to note those different dimensions of a sustained emotion. And then when we're not sure what's predominant or the emotion is no longer predominant, we just go back to the the primary object.
We have Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.